Okay. So, Joey Roddy, thank you for uh, your time again. It's been, what, uh, almost two years since I Mm -hmm. had you on my show. And now we're just doing a quick banter about the record here for Instinct. Uh, I just just wanted to say, uh, you guys got me the second most amount of streams on my show. Oh, my God. Whoa. Doug Pennick from King's X. Bullshit. yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he, I mean, yeah, that was fantastic. But I just remember, I just kept seeing like you guys just hit after hit after hit. I had a lot of streams from that. And it was a great episode, you know. Um, cool. Well, I, again, you guys were great, Rod. You gave me the best jab I've ever gotten about being bald when, uh, when you said, oh, I do remember meeting you that night, but I thought you were wearing a wig, you know? <laughs> I mean, but uh, I also, I also, and I sent a message over to your publicist, how much I, I learned about my dad and my dad's situation and all of that by talking to you guys from yeah. that record. And We remember, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, the conversation that we had. Well, did you get the thank you note that I sent? It was. Yeah, you know, we sure yeah. did. Thank you for we that. We sent you one back, I thought, didn't we? I, I didn't get one back from her. No. So, um but uh, actually, in conversations after that, Regina Joskow, by the way, she praises you up and down, Roddy. She says you're the greatest. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she's uh, I love Regina. Oh, she, she's great. But I was in San Diego uh, about a, uh, right before the episode went up. My wife and I were down there and I met this guy in line at a donut store. He owned a record shop. And he said, man, I can't wait till the man on man record comes out. And I said, I've heard it. I've got it. And I told him about the interview and he was so stoked. I mean, there was a lot of chatter about that record and it, it lived up to everyone's expectations. It was really good. I mean, I heard it before it went out. It was fabulous. And I got to say this new one, uh, this new record is the one you guys were meant to make. Okay. So thank you. Glad you. I, I, well, I'd heard the three songs on the promo but then they gave me the whole album to just dig into. And man, this is a masterpiece, you guys. Oh, Thank thanks, you. Jeremy. That's so nice. That's nice to hear. It's I mean, like, we're in a funny place where we haven't really discussed it too much with people. But it's so great to hear. You work so long on these, you know, projects. And for a long time, it's just sort of like, you know, us by ourselves doing what we do and just sort of trusting our instincts. It's sort of like. Now we're at the point where people are hearing it and it's sort of, it's, it's a real special time. Well, so and I, I get to say, I love my job. I got to hear it before anybody else did. Uh, so, you know, that's the, that's a great one there. Um, my buddy, Brian and Gacy DC, he said he played a show with you guys. Mm-hmm. And he said that was by far the loudest gig that that venue had ever had. <laughs> it was you guys, and I just imagine like hearing Stoner, just you know that would have been. But uh, the the new one, um, Provincetown. Let's let's just talk about that for a second. Let's pick the title. Why why did that come up? I mean, I'm pretty sure I know why, but let's hear it. Well, we spent a lot of time in Provincetown. It's sort of a uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a small town on the very tip of Cape Cod, and it's got a lot of history, uh, particularly for queer community and queer artists. 
It's like one of the, like, it's where Eugene O'Neill sort of put on his very first uh, play. It's where uh, I think the Velvet Underground played one of their first shows there. It's got a very outsider sort of like vibe and history. And it's a place where over the past, uh, whatever, a couple hundred years has become sort of, uh, or a hundred years, I guess, has become sort of a, a gay mecca where people go to sort of just be themselves and sort of uh, live their best gay life. And uh, it's a place that we go to and we've spent like a lot of time there. And uh, around the pandemic, we got a place up there and we were spending a lot of time up there. And it's where we went to record um, this new record. We recorded it all in Provincetown, just by ourselves, basically, sometimes with friends, but mostly just by ourselves. And uh, it's a really special place to us. And it just sort of summed up sort of where we were at and what we were doing and what we were creating. So we called the record Provincetown. Okay, so an homage to the the place and the experience there. Cool. Um, let's see. Let's just dive in. We can because we're just on a few minutes of banter. Uh, the opening line from "Take It From Me." Okay, just take it from me. That was a that was a fun song, right? And I I was like, okay, I'm getting the vibe of this record already. And, you know, Bopper's Disco, 1990 San Francisco, right? But you, you had this synth line out of 1983. I was like, instead of like early 80s synth, with all this great rock on top of that, um, steering different from the from the first record, you guys threw a lot more dance and new wave and new wave rock sound in there as well. Like it was just a great record, but talk, let's just open up with that. Talk about "Take It From Me" because that I guess that's kind of one of the showcase pieces, right? Um, it kind of became like it was a hard song to sort of like get right, but it became sort of yeah, sort of the leading for it. The fact that we chose it for the first song on the record says a lot. It was sort of uh, I don't know the sound of it. I think was like uh, sort of what we were sort of like focusing on. We had uh, toured our first record a lot uh, and kind of came to the conclusion, like as we were choosing songs to play live, that uh, it felt a lot better to be on stage playing loud songs and songs that sort of like uh, declared things or were sort of like um, heralding in some way. And uh, when we set uh, out to make a new record, that was sort of like really like, front and foremost in our minds we wanted to do like songs that were loud and um sort of declaring things and that was clearly one of them the sound of it is sort of that and the message i think was that joey you got anything to say on that I you're, mean, you're, you're, I, you're you're nodding your head. I'm like, okay, what's he got? What's Joey got? Well, no, I'm, I'm just trying to, I don't, I, well, I think, well, for Take It From Me specifically, that was one of the first songs on the record when we were like heavy in record writing world, because we wrote a few songs right before that, but we were really, we had like 16 or 17 songs that we were like deciding what to work on and what, you know, to throw away. And Roddy demoed, he had a demo version of Take It From Me. And I remember being like, I love this synth line. It's like so, like, it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. like, because you mentioned 1983. And for me, like that's, those synth parts are like some of my favorite parts that Roddy writes. And so he like showed me a bunch of his demos and I was like, yes, this song. But the thing is, is like, I didn't know where to go with it. Like guitar wise, I just play guitar. 
he had the drum parts and I was like, I don't know what the fuck to play. Like it's, this is, it's like such a great song, but he actually, he flew to Denver for a few days in the middle of the summer, right after he sprained his ankle. And I was by myself and I kind of cracked the code. I remember getting really excited and I was like, this is the song that reminds me of the last record when we started writing daddy and could realize this like potential of what we could do as a band. And I had this feeling when I was just like figuring out my parts that got me really excited about our record. I was like, okay, I think all of this makes sense now what we're, what we're doing. And I think like, yeah, to Roddy's point, like, we had so many songs on our last record that were very like downbeat, very introspective. We were a really, we were really just a product of the time of the uncertainty, et cetera. And I think that there was a self-awareness that entered the room this time around because we knew we'd be playing shows. We knew people would be listening to the record. We knew what we liked playing live, you know? So I think that really informed the direction that we would go in with this next batch of songs. So, okay, so that was, that was, you kind of answered my next question was, because the first one, you guys are in a different headspace, right? With your mother dying, you know, you talked about that, um, driving across the country together in, in the pandemic, all of that. So different headspace now. Uh, to We didn't know we were making a record either. I mean, like, we weren't making a record, quote unquote, like, we were just passing the time. So like, a lot of the songs that are on the record were really just an experiment between me and Roddy just writing music together. Um, so yeah, that's why there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of range on that first record. It was a lot more wobbly. Like even us as a couple, we'd never done that before. We never made music before. And it was just sort of like the whole process and the outcome was a really wobbly sort of like figure it out sort of like a condition compared to this time around. Like, yeah, we were very determined and knew what we wanted to do. So it was like it's like rewarding to hear you say or say Jeremy like you said in the beginning of this conversation like this is sort of like uh, a real declaration for us. Um, it, it does feel like way more intentional and way more specific in terms of like two artists making a project. It's like um, we were a lot more aware of what we were doing, which was just basically making a record. Well, and, and Joey mentioned last time, you know, the stress of, you know, making a record with your boyfriend, with Roddy being Roddy. And, and you know, this there was so much that Joey felt like, am I doing this right? You know, you, you said that last time. And uh, clearly you guys are doing this right. OK, um, I'm going to okay. say so. OK, I feel good. That was a great that was a great dance vibe based. I mean, everything about that was just fun. A great oh yeah joe <laughs> joe's it was just a good dance tune i mean i would have put you guys next to that band naked and famous i don't know if you know them but i was like this would have fit right next to naked and famous and oh. it, it just but that like the line trying not to be toxic just take it it's yours uh step it up and make it loud and get fucking proud right i was like yeah this this is a feel good about everything kind of song but i i that was the winner and i by the way i gotta point out the litmus test is if i can listen to this in the car with my teenage daughters and they like it then you guys know you've won okay no, and they're, yeah they're like oh this one's fun i could i like this dad who's this i'm like well the album isn't out yet so i can't give it to you but 
Uh, they were, they were, they enjoyed listening to it in the car. So, but talk about that. I feel good. Right. Just, was that just a, it was a, it was a, there's a, a euphoric driven piece. That was what I got from it. But talk about that for a second. Yeah. That song was like, really, uh, thanks for saying that. I'm glad your daughters liked it too. It's really, it's one of my favorites on the record. And when we were working on it, Joey had started sort of like did like a sketch of that song, a really sort of like fully realized sketch of that song. And right from the get go, he had done uh, words on it that were really sort of like uh, were really profound to me. I loved them. And we started like doing that song and working on that song. And then for some reason, we just turned on it. I say we because I'm being generous. It was really Joey turned on it. And he was like, no, we're not putting this on the record. Throw me under the bus. You really hated it. I didn't like it. He hated it. And uh, I sort of like, a lot of it was about the words. I like that you like are are, are, uh, referencing the lyrics because they took a lot to get right. Uh, I recorded a verse in which I was sort of like, I ended up sounding a lot more showboaty and a lot more like sort of Annie from Annie's musical <laughs> than, than I was comfortable with. And I did them over and just sort of laid back and we just sort of did them cooler. Like I did a verse, Joey did a verse, and then we did a verse together. And we wrote the together verse um, together back and forth. And it took a long time, but it was one of those songs on the record that took a while to get right. And we finished it and it was just, I, I thanks for liking it. Cause I love that song too. I don't know if Joey likes it yet, but um. Yeah, it's it's an important song to me. You guys are a cute couple, by the way. The way I love where it went. Thank you. Thanks. I love the song now. When it first started, very it was a very like rock Bruce Springsteen-y, drivey song, Uh and I I just felt a little cheesy with it being so drivey and saturated. But then, like it was actually Roddy's idea, we started removing all of these guitar parts and like all these layers that made it feel a little bit more like nighttime drivey like nostalgic like driving down you know the one oh i don't know like just like you're it just feels like nighttime summer relaxed cool in love kind of dancey too by the way yeah figuring it out no just feels good you know like no pun intended but there's a darkness to it that probably didn't exist in the very first version okay yeah the reason why i mean that song started was because like we were still like I mean, like post-ish COVID and like the whole sentiment of the song is like, yeah, you know, we could do a lot of things. We could move, we could, you know, live in the middle of nowhere. We could get away from all the madness, but we're not. So we might as well deal with our decision to stay in it. And like, what are we going to do with, um, with our choices? Where are we? What, are, what, who are we going to be in these choices? And yeah, it, a lot of our like feelings versus the environment, they're at odds with each other. But at the end of the day, you've chosen to still be around, to stick around. So what are you going to do with that? And I think that was like the entry point into like, well, what is this song going to really be like? Okay. Well, that, that sound wise, that one's my favorite on the record. Cool. Uh, but l- lyrically, I'm gonna say okay because th- th- we're we're gonna have to we're coming up on the 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 the, the time here. Uh, uh, the most powerful in your face song basically says we're we're two middle aged mega talented gay guys with huge hearts. Um, that song, kids. Uh, All right, cool. I'm glad you like that. One. I that was the most powerful song. I mean, okay. 
the lyrics on there okay aside from okay you know the the, the, the album had great lyrics you know the joke coat can in your pants and all that right and and hey piggy was some great lyrics too but um hey piggy was a dating app i guess that's what that was but 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 back on to kids the line okay this happened to me last summer i took my daughter to her first punk concert she was 11 i took her to a punk concert okay and we were there she met all these great kids i was photographing and she just loved all these new awesome people and there was this really cute girl there that she was talking to and i was referring to this friend this new friend as as her and she and they're like they and i was like well no it's she and then they're like no dad they get with it man and my, this is my 11 year old saying this to me get with it dad come on no they i was like oh shit right and that's what that song hit right there it was perfect kids take a minute to get with the pronouns in a minute, you'll be happy with you. You'll be happy that you did, right? That was so heavy and so just direct and 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 solid. It's like, look, just talk to the kids, get with them about their pronouns, talk to them about who they are, because you don't want them to die. You want them to just acknowledge them and know who they are. And I was like, God, you guys are the best. That song hit me. That was just like, what a wonderful, just beautiful soft piece of musical literature there man you guys have huge hearts and that's that lyrically is the winner for the record right there for me thank you that one's important to us too like it's the one time i think on this record where we kind of take it down a little bit so it is sort of like a gesture that sort of sticks out on the record and it's nice that the uh that you recognize those lyrics as such we talk a lot on the record about sort of cross-generational sort of references and respect um that's really important to us also we have like a a big age difference between the two of us sort of so that's right yeah entwined and sort of like what we are and what our relationship is is a sort of like a generational sort of like gap that sort of like references each each other constantly and uh the songs come out that way and sort of the themes of the songs that that comes up a lot like us respecting kids kids respecting us and just sort of the way in which we learn uh, from each other generation to generation so i'm glad that you pick up on that and like it thank well, you well you're you're basically just addressing the transphobia problem and said hey bro just talk to your kids and start there you know right start there and and then we'll, we'll that's the beginning for sure yeah and i love that that guy was great uh and i just realized you know joey some of the synth lines on this album were from the year you were born. I just realized that. I'm like, some of this sounds like 83, man. I said that, and I just remembered you guys had mentioned that before. Uh, uh, how is... Okay, Hush was a great song. That was a lot of fun. That was the only one that had the the vibe from the from the previous record. That one, I was listening to Hush, and I felt like singing, it feels so right, right in the middle of it. You know, that was like the great, again, wonderful record, but... Uh, Let's tie this up with how's your chosen family project going? Thriving. It's thriving. Oh, everybody's got good pen pals. Just give us a quick five seconds about that because we are at time. We are going to figure out a new version of it, I think. Like we we kind of had time to sit back and see 
like how people interacted with the concept of the pen pal thing of the zine thing mm-hmm. and I think that like being on the road and just playing in front of people and meeting so many people I think it's informed like there's going to be a new iteration of it I think okay. down the road. I'm not going to give anything away now but I think we're going to like figure out just sort of like what that means and and in a live setting perhaps okay it's first and foremost in our sort of like our world though our chosen family is really important to us and how we deal with it is like super specific and punctuated and inspiring and we're still on board okay so that's good to know and i I mean you know maybe i hope some guy comes out finds the love of his life at a man-on-man show right that would be I'm That's, sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened on the last drag, you know. Uh, okay. Step at our shows, like found a dude to go home with. That's kind of like a good second place right there. Like, because really hot people come to our shows. So like, it's kind of inevitable you're going to go home with somebody. So. Okay. And 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 you're just the, the two middle-aged gay guys playing at the show. And so yeah. people connect at your shows. That's what you want. Yeah, I get that. Of course. So with somebody in that way is like profound. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, guys, um, congratulations on the new record. I, I love it. I, I hope you guys get a lot of good exposure for it. And, uh, I would, you know, geez, to see it performed live. I know I don't see any tour dates up yet, but, uh, you know, I would love to cash in if any, anything I can get to, I'm, I would love to see you guys live, but uh, thank you for your time. And again, love my job, but I got to listen to this before everybody else did. So, uh, Jeremy, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank your, you, Jeremy. Your questions yeah. are fun. It's fun to talk to you. Thanks for talking with us. Oh, hey, all pleasure's all mine, guys. Take care. All right, have a good one. Bye, Bye, Bye Jeremy. Bye, guys. Bye.